Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's the new Gay Family series, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L-O, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca pudding. Yes, so me. And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers tonight, a familiar scene is taking place. Company is coming to dinner, and Liz is cautioning George about the evening's entertainment. George, the Atterberries will be here in a few minutes, so will you please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, George Cooper... I, George Cooper... Solemnly promise... Solemnly promise... That after dinner tonight... That after dinner tonight... I will not show my home movies. I will not... Oh, no, you don't. Oh, but George, they're so awful. Mm, a lot you know. I'll bet if I entered my movies in a contest, they'd win a prize. What for? The movie with the most people with their heads cut off? Ah, <laughs> you're clever. You can't tell who's in your pictures unless you recognize their shoes. That will do. What did you use, a movie camera or a guillotine? <laughs> One more crack and I'll put you across my knee. Well, George, I like the pictures. They mean something to you and me, but they're so boring to other people. They are not. They happen to be educational. Oh. Now, take Grand Canyon, for instance. Oh, yes. Pictures of the Grand Canyon in beautiful black and black. <laughs> well, they were a little underexposed. I forgot what kind of film I had in the camera. <laughs> well, what's so funny? I was just thinking of the first day you had the camera and you held it backwards. <laughs> Well, forget it. We had a hundred feet of pictures of your right eye. <laughs> well, do me a favor, George. Promise me you won't show the movies unless the Atterbury's ask you. Okay, okay. Not unless the Atterbury's insist. Good. Now raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, George Cooper, solemnly promise. I, George Cooper, solemnly promise. <laughs> Ah, uh, wonderful meal, Liz. Rudolph ate too much. Never mind, Iris. You do a pretty good job with a knife and fork yourself. Here, Mr. Atterbury, have the big chair, George's chair. Oh, sure you don't mind, George? No, I'll sit on this comfortable, straight-backed wooden one. Well, what would you like to do this evening? Oh, it doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me either. I know what we could do. Nobody ask you. Liz, nobody can think of anything else to do. Uh, has anyone any ideas? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Then how about some home movies? How about Let's some bridge? Let's go to a movie. Golf is nice. <laughs> See? That's a funny thing. No one could think of anything a minute ago. Well, it was self-defense, George. Did I hear you suggest bridge, Mr. Atterbury? Yeah. Good idea. But I don't like bridge. Oh, you're just being a spoil sport. I am not. I don't like the way you play. Well, how can you say that? We love the way Liz plays. 
Don't we, Rudolph? Absolutely. Especially at a half a cent a point. <laughs> I don't blame you. Now, Bridge is out. <laughs> you know, I ran some of the old movies I took the other day, and oh, there was George, a... Oh, George, give up, will you? They don't want to see the pictures. They do, too. They're just being polite. They're dying to see them. We're dying to see them. See? They insist. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we're stuck. Well, let's get it over with. What are you going to show, George? The, the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. Uh, <laughs> I've been down that canyon so many times, I feel like a burrow. Let's get it over, George. I'm all set. I had the projector set up before. Sneaky. <clears throat> I'll turn out the lights. Okay, sneaky. Now, wait till I get comfortable here. Oop. Oh, Rudolph, did you throw something at me? No, dear. Well, something hit me. It was a button. Popped off my vest. <laughs> well, pull yourself together, Mr. Atterbury. Here we go. And, George, try not to get the picture upside down. Don't worry. It isn't. I knew it. There I go, walking across the ceiling. Liz Cooper, the human fly I don't understand it Fix it, George, the blood will all rush to my head Well, it'll just take a minute to turn the film over Don't waste the time Let it run and we'll stand on our heads to watch it Never mind the sarcasm All right, I've got it Here we go Oh, now that's better Now that's a beautiful picture how did this happen? This is the tail end of the Grand Canyon pictures. <laughs> Too bad, boy. <laughs> oh, but you missed the best part. No, we didn't, George. The end is the best part. Turn on the lights, Ira. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. There's some more spliced on here. Isn't there some way you can speed it up, George? Well, all right. Oh, wait a minute. There's a picture of me. Slow it down, boys. Slow it down. <laughs> well, there I am. My, these are old pictures. How long ago was that, Liz? Oh, six, maybe seven years. Hey, there's a good shot. All of us in our bathing suits. Oh, well, I cut quite a figure, didn't I? <laughs> Say, who's that? Iris, how'd you happen to let me talk to a young, slim creature like that? Rudolph, that's me. <laughs> but it, it can't be. Look how thin... Oh, that was seven years ago, wasn't it? Before inflation set in. <laughs> I don't pop my buttons. Don't let them get your goat, Iris. Liz, that redhead in the picture, the one with the beautiful figure. That isn't you. Now, don't you start anything, George. Now, quit it. That was seven years ago. It wouldn't be natural if I hadn't put on a little weight here and there. Well, you haven't changed much here, but what a there you've put on. <laughs> What did you turn the lights off for, Liz? I can't stand looking at myself like I used to be. Stop the pictures, George. Yeah, I think there's something wrong with them. Let's face it, Iris. Who are we kidding? We deserve the ribbing we're getting from our husbands. It's our fault for letting ourselves slip. Hear, hear. Never heard a woman say that before. Good girl, Liz. And you know what we're going to do, Iris? We're going to go on a diet the first thing tomorrow morning and get rid of this excess weight. That's a deal. Liz, that makes sense. Starting tomorrow morning, no starches, no sweets, nothing fattening of any kind. Right. That's for tomorrow morning. Now, for tonight, let's go down to the drugstore and have a double hot fudge sundae. Now, George boy, watch me closely. 
You're one of the few men at the bank to share this secret with me. Yes, sir. Very well. Now you turn three to the right. Three to the right. Four to the left. Four to the left. You turn the handle. <laughs> there. Now you know how to get a Coke out of the machine without putting in a nickel. Uh, have a candy bar? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, we should feel guilty. Standing here eating candy and drinking Cokes while our wives are sweating out a diet. <laughs> oh, well, it won't last long. I don't think Iris will go through with it. <laughs> no, I don't think she will either. What do you mean, you don't think she will? Well, you said... Uh, you do your talking about Liz. I'll take care of wrapping Iris. <laughs> well, I just thought that Iris is older and has more weight to lose. Now, just a minute. Iris may be a year or two older, but for a woman her age, she has a lot better figure than Liz. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Well, I would, and I just did. <laughs> well, Liz could lose her extra weight in half the time it would take Iris. In quarter of the time. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? What do you mean? We'll just weigh them in tomorrow, then at the end of a month, we'll weigh them in again. With the loser paying $5 a pound. Oh, brother, Liz will win in a walk. Then it's a bet, boy. You bet it's a bet, boy. What? I mean, sir. <laughs> That's better. And one more thing. Just leave a nickel for that Coke you're drinking. Yes, sir. Liz? Yes, dear? How are you coming with your reducing, honey? Oh, fine. I ate practically nothing today. Good. So I had to take this candy bar to keep up my energy. Here, give me that thing. Oh, well, you didn't have to throw it in the wastebasket. Liz, from now on, I'm supervising your reducing. I've got a lot of training equipment here. A book of exercises, a rowing machine, barbells, and a jumping rope. Who will I fight? Joe Lewis retired. <laughs> now, come on. We have no time to waste. Why all this sudden interest? Well, because I love you, dear. I, I want to be proud of you. Why, George. <laughs> and besides, I bet Mr. Atterbury $5 a pound. Oh, I might have known. <laughs> if I can get you down to 115 I'll stick him for 50 bucks. Well, if it's money you're after, why bother with exercise? What do you mean? Just don't feed me. <laughs> I'll bet you can get me down to 50 pounds, coffin and all. Will you let me explain? No. Now, I'm not going to reduce it all. All right. Let Iris win. I'm not going to starve. What's Iris got to do with it? No, nothing. What's Iris got to do with this? Well, Mr. Atterbury said she had a better figure than yours. Better than my... Why, she hasn't even got a figure. She has a size 18 lump. Well, he thinks she can get into shape quicker than you can. So I bet him $5 a pound. Well, split it with me? It's a deal. has gone by in the battle of Iris versus Liz, and trainer George is putting his wife through a strenuous routine. She started the day out skipping rope. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... And as we see her now, she is still gaily skipping away. Ninety-eight. Ninety-nine. Two thousand. Two hundred. I wonder if I could jump rope from a sitting position. All right, Liz, that's enough rope skipping for today. Hmm. 
Well, I guess we could stop for lunch. Oh, lunch, food. Come on, George. Let's run into the kitchen. What can I have? Something light? Something light like a, like a cup of mayonnaise? <laughs> I prepared a delicious treat for you. What? Salad a la George Cooper. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Right there on the plate. Oh, what is it? A radish smothered in Chiron tablets. Oh. <laughs> Besides, you only had breakfast three hours ago. Some breakfast. You gave me a glass of orange juice and let me smell some oatmeal. <laughs> well, what do I get to drink with this nothing burger? Well, I don't know. See, milk is too fattening. Oh, Coffee sure. with cream or sugar's out. Oh, certainly. Hot chocolate has too many calories. Well, I know what, George. How about a big glass of skim water? <laughs> Tubby, Tubby, two by four. George Cooper, if you say that once again, Tubby's going to slug you with that two by four. (laughs) Well, hurry up and eat your lunch. You have to go down to Dabney's Market and weigh in. All right, but you better come along. I'll need someone to lift me up on the scales. Come on, Liz, walk faster. I thought I was running. Well, what are you standing down there in the gutter for? I'm gathering strength to climb onto the curb. Come on, now. It's just a couple of steps to Dabney's Market. Oh, I feel so silly coming down to the meat market to get weighed every day. Well, Atterbury and I agreed this was to be the official weighing machine. Why don't you put a sign on me? Fillet of Liz Cooper, $5 a pound. Oh, <laughs> uh, go on. Get on the scale and let's see how much you've lost. Okay. George, I was afraid of this. I'm down to zero. I haven't put the penny in yet. <laughs> what does it say? Let's see. Uh, one twenty-three. Oh, George, I've lost two pounds. Isn't that wonderful? What's the score today, Mr. Cooper? Oh, hello, Mr. Dabney. One twenty-three. Good, good. How much you figure to trim her down to? Well, I, I thought about ten pounds off would do it. No, too much, too much. Seven is plenty. That tenderloin is lean, but she's pretty plump in the porterhouse. Well, I never had any complaints about my porterhouse before. I'll tell you what you do. Get rid of a couple of pounds of fat around the spare ribs, three more over the hocks. Anything else? Yeah, stick an apple in my mouth and shove me in the oven. I sure would appreciate it if you could bring her in at 118, Mr. Cooper. That's the number I got in the pool. Pool? What pool? Oh, didn't you hear about it? Everybody in the neighborhood's in on it. Somebody got up a pool, and I drew you at 118. Well, above the nerve. Who would do a thing like that? I don't know. But they're a buck apiece, and I got two numbers left. (laughs) Mr. Dadney, I'm ashamed of you. That's a terrible thing to do. I know, I know. I hated myself in the morning, but... Fortunately, I sold most of the tickets the night before. (laughs) Oh, now you'll have to make a good showing, Liz. You're a public figure. And speaking of figures, look who's coming. Your deadly rival, Mrs. Atterbury and his bride, Heifer. Hello, Iris. Oh, Liz. Have you been working as hard as I I know just how you feel. Hello, Mr. Atterbury. Good afternoon, Mr. Cooper, boy. Are you going to weigh, Iris? I think we'll wait till you leave. Well, if that's the way you feel. Oh, wait a minute. Bad planning. Don't get off that scale, Liz. Why? Wait till Iris gets on, and then you get off. More economical that way. 
Oh. Well, as long as it's our penny, I guess we have a right to see how much she weighs. Iris. Iris. Huh? Oh. <laughs> One, two, three, four. No, 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 no. No. Get on the scale. Oh. Oh. Ah. Oh. Uh. Oh. Hmm. One twenty-three. Neck and neck. Oh no, it isn't. Iris started two pounds heavier than Liz, so she's ahead. Come on, Liz. We've got work to do. I'll run you home piggyback. Oh, piggyback. Thanks, George. I couldn't have made it any other way. All right. Turn around and I'll jump on your back. Oh! Oh, give me some more mashed potatoes, George, with lots of butter and a slice of banana cream pie. And then two more pieces of that fried chicken. Mmm, it's good. Mmm. Liz, Liz, wake up. You're dreaming. Huh? What? What? Oh. Oh. What did you wake me up for, George? I was just eating a big chicken dinner. Say, maybe it wasn't a dream. Where'd all these feathers come from? Well, you ate half the pillow. (laughs) I thought it tasted sort of dry. I was lying here trying to remember what we did today. Uh, We rode the bicycle, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, jumped rope. Yes. Rode the bow. Yes. Did we forget anything? Yes, you forgot to beat me with a rubber hose. <laughs> what are you doing in the kitchen, Liz? George Cooper, if that isn't the sneakiest, rottenest, low-down trick I ever heard of, putting a padlock on the icebox. <laughs> Iris, I've got terrible news. Liz is down to 120. She's a pound ahead of us. I don't care, Rudolph. I'm too tired to care. Now we've really got to knuckle down. I've bought a new book of exercises, and we're going to try some. Oh. Now, exercise one. Place hands on hips and put your right leg straight out in front of you. All right. Now, holding this position, bring your left leg up even with your right leg. Oh, oh, my mistake. <laughs> You're supposed to be lying down when you do this exercise. <laughs> now then, flat on your back. Yes, Rudolph. Put your right leg straight up in the air. Good, good. Now put your left leg up even with it. Hmm. Iris, put your left leg up. <laughs> that isn't the silliest sight I've ever seen. <laughs> she looks like a submarine. <laughs> in a moment. Can't we talk in the hall, Katie? I can't go into the kitchen. I'm too hungry. Well, this is rather confidential. All right. Oh, look at the devil's food cake with marshmallow frosting. Oh, you fiend. Uh Uh-uh. That's for after the contest. Oh, well, can't I just pat it a little? Oh, let me drag my finger through the frosting. Mrs. Cooper, I was down to the market talking to Mr. Dabney. 
Are you listening? Yes, you were down at the marshmallow talking to Mr. Devil's Food. Oh, well. I'll hold my hand over my eyes. Go ahead. Well, I have it fixed, so you're going to beat Mrs. Atterbury. Oh. Mr. Dabney showed me how to take off the back of the scale, and I can turn it to any weight I want. But I don't see what... This afternoon, when the final weigh-in is going on, I'll hide behind the scale. (laughs) When I get through with Mrs. Atterbury, she'll weigh 300 pounds. Katie, that's the sneakiest, crookedest, underhandedest trick I ever heard of. Well, then I won't do it. What's the matter? You're crazy? I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> won't someone see you? No. Mr. Dabney is going to put a big pyramid of canned goods behind the scale so no one will see me. All I have to do is make you weigh 118 so he wins the pool. Oh, boy, give me that cake. I don't have to diet anymore. Well, how about a glass of milk to go with it? Yeah, banana and fried potatoes and bread with lots of butter on it. And for dessert, for dessert, butter with butter on it. Here we are, Liz. Say, look at the crowd. Do you think they're here to see Iris and you? I know they are. Look at that sign in the window. Today, 2 o'clock, the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> Folks, don't crowd. Plenty of room by the vegetable bin. Hey, don't sit on those artichokes. Hello, Mr. Dabney. Hello, Miss Cooper. Come on in. The artichokes are waiting. Let us through, please. Oh, here comes Liz now. Make it 120, Liz. I'll split with you. <laughs> Let us through, please. Oh, pardon me, please. Hello, Mr. Atterbury. Hello, Iris. Say hello, Iris. Oh, well, don't wake her up just for that. <laughs> hello, Mr. Atterbury. Well, George, boy, I hope you brought plenty of money. No, hold it, hold it. I got to make an announcement now. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. The Dabney Meat Market proudly presents the weigh-in for the world's championship, Redosi. Oh, this is going too far. In this corner, we're in blue tight. I mean, dress. <laughs> Don't you wish you knew how much... Mission Delivery! Well, I'm surprised you didn't charge admission, Mr. Dabney. You could have made a fortune. Oh, I wasn't stooped to that, Miss Cooper. But nobody got in here today who didn't buy a pound of salami. I might have known. Well, let's get it over with. Uh, Hold it. I have an important phone call to make. No, 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 go ahead. I'll be right back. Okay. Miss Cooper, now stepping on the scales... Pennies by courtesy of Dabney's. <laughs> and she weighs, when it stops, 118. Oh, what a surprise. Okay, who holds number 118? Step forward, please. 118. Oh, that's me. <laughs> what a coincidence. Who threw that salami? <laughs> doesn't say 118. You weigh 227. What? Wait, now it says 95. Look, 
Now it says 185. Oh, there's something wrong with the scale. 180. What happened? <laughs> what's going on here? Hey, what's going on under that pile of cans? It sounds like a fight. Hey, someone's crawling out from under them. Katie! Katie, what happened? Oh, Mrs. Cooper, it's awful. There was someone else under there who wanted to make you weigh more. No. Yes. I've got a good mind. Katie, we... don't knock the <laughs> Here, quick, help me lift these cans off. Whoever's under there, it serves them right for cheating. We thought of it first. Liz, look who it is. Mr. Atterbury. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Roring. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Lucille Ball will soon be seen in the Paramount picture, Sorrowful Jones. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband next week. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.